you are more powerful than you think. Join us in this episode as Dr. Fred Domenico and myself unpack owning your power. Is your health thriving or is it merely surviving? Welcome to Thriving with Chiropractic, where we unpack conditions and lifestyle challenges in order for you to be the best version of health you can possibly be. I'm your host, Dr. Mosier, and my beautiful co-host is my wife, Ellen. Join us on this journey to thrive. Awesome. Hey, folks. Dr. Mosier here, and I have my Italian brother all the way out in California. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Fred. It is absolute honor. Um, You are absolutely quite talented writer. I have actually read your book twice now. Uh, Once, a couple years ago, I was actually going to a seminar in Canada, and I used it for my reading material on the plane ride. And it is powerful, absolute powerful. Um, I want to start out this conversation. Um, why why did you become a chiropractor? You've been practicing for many years. Why did you first become a chiropractor? Well, first, let me say, uh, you know, that's it's almost like a little bit, not quite an autobiography, but, you know, we've all had challenges in our life, right? We've mm-hmm. all, everybody's got a story, man. And some, some may be a little tougher than others, but it's only the meaning that we assign is how tough it is. So, and we've all, if you're still here breathing, hey, if you can still breathe on a mirror and fog it, that means your purpose isn't done yet. And there's many powerful stories. And I appreciate you going through that book. So, you know, and Healed, you're more powerful than you think, introduced this six-step system of Healed, which is how to, how to create, how to attain a higher consciousness, six simple mm-hmm. steps really to heal your life. And I had to write it. I had to go through it to write it. And it totally transformed who I, who I realized, who I knew and knowledge who I was, but I wasn't living it in experience. Mm. And then, you know, really what it's about is how to tap into our innate divinity, how to realize where we come from, that we're all created in God, in God's likeness and image. And we are here for a sole purpose. And then how to release our past, turn our pain into purpose and, uh, and then fulfill our purpose, which is really the highest calling in life. So when you ask, um, how did I become a chiropractor? You know, you know, there's so many stories because I, I now I teach chiropractors and we help them mm-hmm. get their story down. Right. And you hear all these, yeah. man, I was out on the football field and I was paralyzed, you know, like all these stories. And I don't have or they watch their disabled parents with back pain and, you know, or mm-hmm. watch somebody die of disease. And mine's not anything like that. Uh, mine was I was in undergraduate school. I was pre-med. I was raised in a traditional Italian Catholic home. And even though I didn't really buy into all the tenets of man-made religion, we had, we at home, we had a relationship. So we were taught you pray for everything. So I was sitting there praying, what should I do? And I got a pamphlet from chiropractic school and I'm like, chiropractors don't know anything. And I threw it away. And then I got another one and I'm like, chiropractors are stupid. I threw them away. (laughs) Meanwhile, I had no knowledge of chiropractic no experience. And then I got a third pamphlet. And I know whenever I see anything three times, God's talking to me. So I went and rolled in chiropractic school. I had no idea what chiropractic was, but God told me I was going to be a chiropractor. And that's it. I I just knew innately I was going to make a difference in the world. And that's all I knew. And then I figured out what chiropractic was, you know, when I started to get into school, which is a whole nother story. 
So I don't have a glorious story. The glorious story is God told me and I followed in faith. That That is awesome. And I would venture to guess that God has put you through different scenarios in your life, which is why you had to go through this to write this. Oh, my God. Right? Well, there's chiropractic stories in there, you know, and then you learn the principle mm-hmm. of chiropractic because innately, you know, we come in with all the characteristics that are exclusive for our sole purpose. So to grow up comparing yourself to other people, competing mm-hmm. with other people is absolutely ridiculous. You don't have those qualities of their sole purpose and they don't have the qualities of you for your specific purpose. Right. Mm. And that's where, you know, Psalm 139, 16, it says, you knew my days before they were formed. I'm paraphrasing. Right. So imagine that we're in heaven with God and we're seeing a movie trailer of our life (laughs) with all the pain, all the stuff. And our humanity will go, there's no way I'm going down in that body and experiencing sexual abuse, experiencing financial bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. struggling all those years, having self-esteem, being an alcoholic or a drug addict. I'm not doing that. But your soul says, look how I'm going to evolve. And when I get to the other side, look how I'm going to affect the lives of other people. Put me in. Put me in, coach. I want to go. Wow. That is so when when you have that belief system, you know, because you're the quality of your life is really dependent on one thing. What are your beliefs? If your beliefs aren't giving you the life you want, then change your beliefs. You do have a choice. So how do you develop more empowering beliefs? So when you have that, then you begin to see the gift in your pain. And so with chiropractic, I mean, your chiropractor, we know the chiropractic principle. The spine and nervous system is the foundation of life in the body. Brain and spinal cords send energy all the organs. So if your spine and posture is out of alignment, shuts down the energy, you're going to get sick. It affects your brain. It can cause Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, memory problems. I mean, there's like all all kinds of diseases, immune system problems. I actually wrote a book. It's called Back to Health. Yes, I read that book as well. Yeah, so that's all (laughs) medical research to show the relationship, thank you so much, between posture and overall health that medicine is known for decades. That's the book of what doctors and pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. Yes. Well, Dr. Fred, I want to ask you because you mentioned belief, right? And there's a powerful thing called affirmations. And and, uh, so many uh, of our audience may not even know, what are they talking about? Affirmations. You know, to me, uh, I was told you want to say your affirmations, things that you want to believe about yourself. I am healthy. I am strong. I am wise, you know, whatever it is. And you say it in front of the mirror, you know, you look at yourself and you say it, but I want to, I want to hear from you because you mentioned affirmations a lot in, in, in this powerful book. What are your thoughts on affirmations and, and as far as mental health and, and those that are struggling? Well, let's go back, you know, to to what's familiar to a lot of people called the secret, right? So they talk about affirmations, but affirmations are only as powerful if you believe them. Like you can say, I'm healthy and strong. And then you may look in the mirror and go, I don't look healthy and strong, you know, Mm -hmm. or it's you have self-esteem issues or I'm living abundantly or I'm wealthy or whatever your affirmations are. And then you, Mm -hmm. you look at your conditions today and it's only based on your level of belief. So. The thing is, and this is where they talk about the secret, if you feel the emotion in your body, 
Your nervous system responds Ooh. to how you feel, not what you think. And then that wires into your nervous system. So Tony Robbins talks about inc incantations. So when you stimulate your nervous system, when you say an affirmation, you put yourself in that situation, you touch your body, you stimulate your physiology, you can literally over time rewire your belief systems. Now, the thing about affirmations is not to say them like I'm empowered, I have peace, but I'm in joy and then walk around stressed all day. <laughs> yes. You know, so what you got to do is, is like you have to actually believe it. And here's the amazing part of the brain. The most wonderful part of the brain is your brain doesn't know what's inside of you or what's outside of you. It only knows what you experience. And so that's why faith is, uh, do you believe what you see, meaning you believe what you see on the outside world, or do you see what you believe from the inside out? Because then we mm. get into quantum physics and all these other things. And even God's laws, universal laws are, we are creative life force. We can change matter. And there's actually, you know, in quantum physics, a person in the state of joy, you know, uh, uh, David Hawkins did this, quantum physicist, and he, he used kinesiology to study different levels of consciousness. And different levels of consciousness manifest in the physical world. So the lowest level is shame. So when you're in shame, you're basically killing yourself. When you're hmm. in love, you have revelation. Meaning your mind changes when you're living from your heart. Your mind tends to take on the thoughts of your heart, your, your, your mind. And I talk about this in your more powerful and healed system, right? As a human being, our most basic instinct is survival. So what survival wants? It wants to protect us. Our mind finds problems. Our mind can experience fear in love, right? Perfect love casts out all fear. Hmm. And if you're not loving, do you really know God? Are you really connecting with your heart and your spirit? So once you're in the unconditional state of love, you don't see fear. You have revelation. Your consciousness transcends. Now, when you have an internal state of joy, the physical result is transfiguration. What's that mean? Mm. The state of joy can manifest miracles. Love, wow. joy, and peace will manifest miracles. How did Jesus create miracles? He had a divine consciousness. Now, what did he, what, you know, like the, the man at the pool of Bethesda, you know, rise up, take your matter. He'd say, you are forgiven of your sins. One of the reasons he was crucified, Pharisees didn't like that. Who are <laughs> you to forgive sins? You're giving people power. No, 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 we can't. No, we're losing control of this mob right here. <laughs> yeah, you got to go, man. <laughs> Is that mm -hmm. any different than the government today? Truth. That is truth. So I just gave a, um, a video. It's called, Are You Breaking the Law? So there's a, a page on Facebook. It's actually $9.97 a month. And nice. I, I do these videos every week. And it's called, Are You Breaking the Laws? And I'm like, so people would say, I'm not breaking any laws. Or are you breaking spiritual laws? Are you, the Alpha and the Omega. Are you breaking mm -hmm. the energetic divine laws that were created before heaven and earth? 
that heaven nice. and earth was created from these divine laws. What laws are you living by? That's true. Right? So do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? That's putting yourself in the state of love. That's what Jesus came to show us. By his state of love, he was able to create healing miracles in people. That's why he said, but he didn't use these words, get rid of your shame. Your sins are forgiven. Now, when they believe that, they transcended and their bodies were healed. I love it. Like through God, obviously. Yeah. I have I have a passage I want to read from your book, and I want to ask you about it, if that's all right. Because, let's see, I'll, I'll find it. Do, do. Well, there it is. Ha, ha. Okay. It's a little bit of a long one. I'm going to read a whole paragraph. But the transfer of energies and emotions is inevitable. So we attract what we give, leaving us far more susceptible to judgment and criticism since our limbic system or brain, limbic brain, excuse me, only knows emotion. It lacks the ability to truly separate us from anyone else. It can process emotion into a feeling it associates with ourselves. When we criticize, we experience criticism, judgment, and the pain of separation. Before you know it, we become what we feel, criticized, judged, and separated. The more we project this on others, the more we truly doing it to ourselves. Right now, I, I uh, can't cite the verse, but it says, if you judge, you will be judged. Yes. Now, people think, well, if I judge you, then you're going to judge me. But let's go back. The brain only knows what experiences. So when you judge, what are you experiencing? Judgment. Yes. When you criticize, yes. what are you experiencing? Criticism. So that would be like if I said, man, when someone judges or criticizes, why don't you go over, would you stab yourself with a knife? Of course mm -hmm. not. But that's what you're doing when you judge and criticize. You're only breaking down your own self-esteem because that's what's wiring into your brain, right? But the reality is, and, and this is probably, I, I'm pretty sure it's in exercise, loving yourself and others. So in the HEALED acronym, Mm -hmm. Six steps, simple steps to heal your life. Now, this is, I was, when I was younger and before I wrote this book, I was very judgmental and very critical of myself. Now, the way that chapter starts, it says, when I was writing that chapter, I had no idea what, is that, what I was going to write. I would tell God, God, you got to show me what to write because I have no idea. You got to show me this, this healed system. So the first sentence in that chapter is, if I asked you if you loved yourself, what would you say? And I sat back and went, yeah, I'm pretty cool. I love myself. And then I wrote, I didn't write this. I typed it, but it did not come from me. I said, if I asked yourself, do you love yourself like God loves you? What would you say? I put a period at the end of that sentence. I sat back in my chair and I said, I have no idea what that's like. And I prayed. I'm like, you have to show me. I can't write anything after that one sentence until I can experience it and I can write it from, from my own experience. Now, after it, first of all, one chapter took me a year to write because I had to go through it. And then I had mm. moments, <laughs> moments of loving myself like God loves me that I try and repeat. But when I realized that, I didn't want to be critical of anyone anymore because I felt the pain I was causing myself. And I started to see people because there's another chapter chapter in that 
there's another section in that chapter called seeing through the eyes of God. Mm -hmm. So I always, uh, now I'm not perfect at it by any stretch, especially in today's world. (laughs) Um, I try and see through the eyes of God, which is I see the innate spirit, God's spirit in people. So you want to be friendly. I want to make eye contact with people. I want to, I want to say hi to them. And if you talk to people now, they say, man, you don't, I don't ever hear you criticize people. If you were to talk to me 20 years ago, (laughs) you know, now people say, wow, they say you're so peaceful. And uh, until I get all fired up about chiropractic or spirituality, right? Then then there's the fire hose. But uh, I would have never, never heard that, you know, 20 years ago. No way would anybody describe me like that. Hmm. That brings up another topic um, because, you know, criticizing others, but sometimes we criticize ourselves, right? And so not forgiving ourselves. What are your thoughts on people not allowing themselves to forgive themselves or forgive their past or um, be able to move forward? Well, that's in the chapter accepting forgiveness for yourself and others, right? Go through that, mm-hmm. right? And so, and that, and and that belief, how you do that, starts with H: honor God within yourself. Then, when you learn to love yourself, and even have moments of feeling that divine love, feeling God's spirit inside you, forgiveness then becomes easy because the unconditional love for yourself is so far above the consciousness of forgiveness. But then you understand when I look back at the things that happened in my life or the things that I did, you know, obviously the hardest person to forgive is yourself. It's easier to let other people go. (laughs) But then what you do is you say, okay, where was my consciousness? And there's always a gift in every pain. So if you Mm -hmm. can learn to take the gift and then love the gift, then you can love the pain as well, because it gave you that gift. Now, most people know the greatest gifts in life when we're in the pain, we don't see or experience. We don't even want to see the gift because we want to feel justified in our pain. Yes. But how many times have you gone through pain and then you get through and you're like, Oh my God, man, that was one of the best things that ever happened. Like if that, I don't want to go through the pain again. However, if that didn't happen, I would never have gotten this. Yes. I almost feel like uh, sometimes our pain is our platform for our purpose, right? And platform for growth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, someone, uh, you know, I've never been sexually assaulted, but say someone was, well, they can do a ministry for those that have been through that or, or, um, you know, whatever, whatever you've been through, you can, you can minister to someone else and be a light. And I know personally, I talk about this in the book. My greatest pain was watching my second wife take her last breath. Right. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for that, because one of the impetus, there's two things. One, three weeks before she died, she died of breast cancer. I mean, she was by that time, she was like five, six, maybe, maybe 90 pounds. And she was in the bathtub and we were planning her service. And this, I think that, I don't know if this story is in the book or not, but all of a sudden she started 
burst out sobbing, like out loud, not crying, sobbing, howling, sobbing. Mm. And I said, sweetheart, what's wrong? And she said, I didn't, I don't know if I did what I was supposed to do in my life. And here as chiropractors, we're very purpose driven. And the weight that I felt that she did not fulfill her purpose or maybe even know what it was, was such a heavy weight. And then in contrast, I was living my purpose. So then I had a very loud voice in my head said, no one in my life will ever say that to me again. Mm-hmm. Now we're very fortunate because in chiropractic, that was, that's a purpose. Now we have other purposes, but this book would not be the book that it is if I didn't go through that. Yeah. You know, and I've helped so many people with marriage problems and, you know, people that have had spouses pass, especially through what's going on mm-hmm. in the Absolutely. world today. Well, that part is in the book. And I can say that for sure because I'm a very large man sitting in a plane, squeezed next to people, and I'm like, has tears rolling down my eyes. I'm like, <clears throat> let's let's straighten this up. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Just reading Fred's book. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for that, for yeah. embarrassing me. <laughs> no, it's all good. But no, that's a that's a powerful story, and uh, um, you've been through a lot. I want to read well, and go ahead. No, I'm saying we all have. It's just different yeah. things. Absolutely. But yes, uh, the human journey certainly certainly is a fascinating one. And, you know, there's I can't quote the verse right now, but, you know, being rela- raised in religion, uh, strict religion, you know, I notice contradictions. And then and I'm thinking, you know, if Jesus said, believe in me. And you can do all these things I do and greater. I figure if there's anybody in history that probably isn't lying, it's probably him. And then I realized I've had three one-on-one and they're all in that book out, out of body in another dimension experiences with Christ where he healed me and taught me. Hmm. And so one of the things that he taught me was in the forgiveness chapter that there's only one sin and sin means missing the mark. And that is living in your humanity and never knowing or experiencing your divinity. That would truly be missing the mark of who we are as divine beings having a human experience. And through that, I interpret when he says, believe in me, Christ is a consciousness. Like Jesus's last name wasn't Christ. You know, his brother James wasn't James Christ. I mean, they were they were Jewish. Could have been a Brahmoist for we know. Could be Jesus Goldberg. I mean, I mean, who knows, you know? But Jesus Christ is a Christ awareness. It's a divine awareness while we're in this physical form. And that's who he was, right? Jesus and other philosophical leaders and highly evolved people refer to him as the Christ. He's the only one through history that is referred to as the Christ by even the highest, highly, most highly evolved people. Hmm. So Christ is an awareness. And we say, believe in me. My personal interpretation is believe like me and you can do all these things and greater. Hmm. Believe in me could be misinterpreted by religious definition because religion 
says you can never be like Christ. He's perfect. We are born sinners, but we're born in the likeness and image of God. But it said God is the temple and the temple is within us. But he says, seek the kingdom first and all things will be added. But it says, don't look with observation, you know, not low here and low there. Mm. But find the king, but the kingdom is within you. So how can we be what religion says if all through the Bible, it says the opposite. And then we're supposed to be able to say, what would Jesus do when Mm -hmm. here's what Jesus says? Believe in me. But let's let's eliminate the religious connotation. Believe like me. And then you have the mind of Christ. You will do all the things that I did and more. And greater. Hmm. Now that will make you think. I like that. <laughs> that, that hmm. You, you don't get that in, in a in a typical church service. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Well, I want to jump to another section real quick because I thought this was really interesting. This is probably my favorite part. Um, People who seek acceptance and self-love through the approval of others set themselves up to experience disappointment because love becomes dependent on the reaction of someone else based off on what you do and who you are is of no matter. People want to be liked and accepted while they're sacrificing their self. They're sacrificing their higher self and their lower self. Yeah. So you're reading out of the exercise love. Uh, you must, that chapter must have made an impact. Cause that's still the same chapter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Besides loving yourself and others. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, human need, obviously we want connection. We want relationship. We want significance. We want to be certain of that. And so, you know, as kids, I mean, human beings, just as we'll say, as a species, we'll just use that for the sake of science. They're totally dependent. Like you look at a sea turtle, man, they lay the eggs. The turtles have to go through the sand. Hopefully they don't get eaten. But they're independent of their parents. Babies are totally dependent. And so we come in with this dependency on others, the desire and human emotional need for connection you know, although we do have, we are, babies are born in pure love, then love, how we love is conditioned by what we learn. So because we have this emotional dependence, a baby wants unconditional love, but we're dependent on people that don't even know how to love themselves. They've taken all their experiences and pain. They've developed their belief systems. You know, what we say, what a person will do is whatever they feel inside is how they will act. Hmm. Why does an abuser, why does a a person who is abused as a child, you would think the last thing I would do would be abused. Why is that a trend through generations? Because Hmm. their pain comes out that way. You know, they're, they're repeating, not just repeating what they learned, but they're so full of pain that they haven't released. Now other people are abused and they become the most loving parents. Why? Because they heal that trauma. Because now they have love in them and not that pain. So you figure if we're dependent on others, we create our identity by someone else, by someone else's opinion. We're in a very fragile existence because how do those people love themselves? How do they see us? 
they see us through their eyes. So I was in a relationship uh, years back. And I always used to tell my girlfriend, I go, you think I'm yellow because you're looking through yellow glasses. I'm not yellow. I'm blue. I'm green. I'm the whole spectrum of colors. But you keep calling me yellow. I'm not yellow. (laughs) And so if you think the world is yellow, what glasses are you wearing? Hmm. And so these are the people that that we look for acceptance for, you know, from, I should say. But what glasses are they looking at you through? Wow, that that is awesome. One last thing. Yeah, real quick, (laughs) because uh, I, I love the chapter on purpose. Right. And you mentioned just real briefly that your purpose has to be big enough that God needs to be involved. Like you, you, you have to go after something so big that you need God involved in it. Um, and, and I think that's what you're doing it, with this book and, and your, your, your coaching and, and everything, you know, it, it's such a big project and, and, you know, to be honest, doing this podcast, this is a big project and, and I hope and I pray that God's involved, but, Tell us more. Is there anything that you would recommend to the audience on if they are sh- struggling with self-doubt and they want to pursue something, but they well, they don't believe in themselves or, or um, they're afraid of going after their big purpose, their big dream? Well, first of all, you know, uh, they say many are called, few are chosen. It's not that few are chosen. Everyone is called. That's why your spirit in this body, if you're alive and you can breathe on a mirror, you're called. Few mm. are chosen because few choose themselves. Mm. Now we get these inspirations and it's like, oh my God, that's how the heck am I going to do that? So what do we do? We push it off, push it off, push it off because we don't know how. We don't have the skill. We don't have the ability. We don't have the mindset. But that vision or that inspiration keeps coming to us. Now, when does it feel like inspiration? Hell no. It feels like a crazy idea. (laughs) And inspiration in Greek, the Greek words are entheos, and that means in God. So inspiration is God talking to you. But what do we think? Your mind, well, I can't do that. Well, who am I? Well, what's this? So self-doubt typically begins with, I have no idea how. And then you, then you lose self-confidence, you lose doubt. But when you get that inspiration, see, the problem is, how do you know it's an inspiration? Because it keeps coming back to you. Mm. You know what I mean? You won't let it go. It's like, somebody should do this. Man, this is what really bothers me. Like, what's, what's one of the things that really bothers me? Sex trafficking. I think it's one of the worst crimes to humanity. I want to be involved. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine that is involved. I'm like, man, I want to be involved. Like, God, I already have two jobs. You know, how am I going to do this? But I feel God pulling me toward this. So I'm starting a hot uh, podcast, Healed with Dr. Fred, which I would love to have you on, Chris. We talked about that. Thank you. I I will. uh, Yeah, we're going to be interviewing a few people that, you know, ex-Navy SEALs and other people that, that go in and rescue victims. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but it's like, Oh my God, how do I do that? Or, 
gee, how do I transform the whole chiropractic profession? Or how do you know, I go like this, like, this is my, oh my God, how am I going to do that? <laughs> how do we create heaven on earth when there's so many things against the laws of God going on right now? How do we change the whole government into actually promoting humanity and unity rather than create, rather than dividing and conquering? Because right now, dividing and conquering, how's that happening? Right? They have these small groups. Well, what yes. are those small groups? Well, you know, here's the sexual identification. And if you don't agree with it, you're wrong. Here's all the abortion rights. And if you don't agree with it, you're, you know, anti-human. Here's, mm. you know, let's call pedophilia a sexual preference rather than a crime to humanity. You know, mm. let's, let's judge all these people. And let's, you know, you know, you're anti-transgender. I don't care what you do. You don't need to teach my children about it in school. Yes. Teach them history, math, and English. Sexual orientation should not, in my opinion, I'd, I'll teach my kids about that. And here's what we teach them. God loves everybody and so do you. Mm. You know, so let me teach them that. You know, so what, but why do they do that? Because in small, why did they close churches and leave liquor stores open? Because mm. when people come together with powerful beliefs that fight for something that's bigger than them, they become unstoppable. And when you mm. say yes to your purpose, even though you have no idea how you're going to do it, God will show you the way. He'll put the right mentors in front of you. You will develop the skill. They'll create miracles in life, but you have to say yes when you have no, when it's too big for you, when you have no idea how to do it, but all you see is a vision. Just say yes to the vision and God will help you through the rest and then just work your ass off. <laughs> yes. Yes. It won't be easy, but you got, but that is Dr. Fred. This has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I am so thankful that you joined us on the show. And folks, thank you for watching. And I look forward to seeing you guys next time on Thriving with Chiropractic. Thank you. Love you. Thank you for joining. We truly hope Thriving with Chiropractic is making a positive impact on your health and wellness. Please comment and share this episode. We would love to hear from you. And as always, remember, your story matters.